You're listening to That's What I Thought, a casual conversation about life, love, relationships, and the lessons we learn. Here are your hosts, Micah and Annette. Hello. Welcome back. Hi, Annette. Hi, babe. Hi. How are you? I'm good. You're cute. Thank you. Yeah. You're cute yourself. <laughs> hey, we are talking about, we're following up on our last episode about depression and anxiety. We but shared, first. Oh. But first, before yeah. we. <laughs> you can uh, go wherever you're listening to your podcast to leave us a rating and review. That would be greatly appreciated. And, uh, you know, it just helps other people find us. And then we get to talk to more people, which we enjoy. And you can talk with us anytime on Facebook or Instagram at That's What I Thought Podcast or send us a message at our email. That's yeah. what I thought podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about, what you want to know what our thoughts are. Yeah. Hashtag That's What I Thought. Hashtag, that's, what I thought. that's what I thought. But now I think something different. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. Huh? That's how you learn and grow. That is how you learn. And it is how you grow. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to think some things. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> today, we're going to talk about uh, confession. Confession. That's a good one. And safe people. Mm. You know, you can't really have one without the other. No, you can't. Because last That's like week- having peanut butter without jelly. Mm-hmm. Well, you can do that. Actually, I do that most of the time. I don't really like peanut butter and jelly. What is it like then? It's like mosquitoes without a person's butt. No, that sounds toxic. <laughs> it's like Oreo cookies without the inside white stuff. Yeah, that's gross. That's just a. That's just. That's a just a cracker. Cookie. It's just a sweet cracker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> last week we talked a lot about just the first steps of like identifying depression and anxiety in your life and we talked a little bit about like different copings through like through prayer first of all and then also like counseling and medication and just our experiences with that so today we'll talk a little bit about our experience with okay i recognize that this is a thing in my life so how do i bring people into the knowledge of that and who do i talk to about it yeah, and who's going to be helpful? Yeah. That's really kind of a hard thing. That it is. Because, you know, people are people, and so they don't always respond how you want them to in a helpful way, which is okay because we're human and we help each other learn and grow. But also, you want to find people who are going to be encouraging to you and helpful. Especially helpful. Yeah. And so, um, I always think about the verse in first john one when i think about confession because it says if we claim to be without sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us and then this is verse nine it says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness and now i'm not saying that if you're struggling with depression or anxiety that you're sinning <laughs> yeah, you're unrighteous <laughs> that and elsewhere in scripture you know it also says like you got to bring things to the light before you find healing so it just the the power of confession is more so what i'm getting at that in order to be made new you have to confess to other people what's going on with you what's happening in your life you gotta share you gotta share yeah share even though that's uncomfortable but like that's when i think even just speaking that like hey i'm struggling with this thing kind of creates it solidifies the reality in your mind that something's happening that's out of your control. 
And then it also helps you, you know, take steps in a direction towards healing because you're like, okay, yeah, this is reality. And now someone else knows about it. So like that kind of keeps me accountable too. Um, let me think of an example of when I confessed to somebody and it was helpful. Um, I, I mean, I do this to, with Michael all the time, but I'm thinking in high school. Well, I had a good friend who confronted me on my pride, which I appreciated. And then because of that, because she did that like one-on-one -on -one in love and everything, I was like, yeah, that's hard. And like, here's some of the reasons why. And just like some jealousy and insecurities in my life, which like that confession then was like, oh yeah, these are things that are holding on to me. And now that I've like identified them and I've spoken them aloud, I can do something about them, you know? And someone else heard me say that and like, they didn't leave. <laughs> like they're still here and they still love me and they still want to be my friend. And I think that is a lot of the fear of confession is like, if, well, if I said this out loud, if this person really knew, then they wouldn't love me anymore. Yeah. It would change their probably perspective of you. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, I'm unclean. I'm not worthy of friendship and stuff like that, which is not the truth I've learned. And like any conversation I've ever gone to, I mean, there are like people that you don't need to share, but like anybody who's that you can trust where you're like, Hey, here's this thing that I've been wrestling with and I'm not sure like what to do mm -hmm. or I feel trapped by it or whatever. And they're going to be like, well, I've been there or like, I understand, or I'm sorry that's happening to you. Like, and then how, how do you want to move forward? Or here are some things that I would suggest or, so they usually like walk with you through it, which is mm -hmm. super cool. Yeah. And again, I think sometimes part of that stuff too is people can grieve with you then too. Yeah. Like there's always that, that funeral and the wedding, you know, <laughs> like I got to put this death to death. I got to put this anxiety to death. I got to put this experience to death so I can continue to find healing from it. Yeah. And it's the same way, like with grief where even though you put it to death, sometimes it's going to try to creep back in. But, like, you can still find healing and wholeness. You just, you keep doing the same thing. You keep confessing. You keep talking about it. Yeah. Which is interesting because, you know, confession, you confess good and bad things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think confession is so important and just sharing in general is so important, especially if, like, you're wrestling with something that's sinful or... um just things that are eating away at you and not letting you live like the most righteous or the life that God has in store for you. Mm -hmm. And cause if you just keep it in darkness and live in darkness in it, it's just going to keep festering and eating at whatever it is you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, not going to go away. <laughs> like I've, I've learned in my experience that anything you're struggling with, you can't really deal with it by yourself. Like you gotta, uh -huh. there's gotta be somebody Who's like, hey, outside of like prayer or there's got to be accountability in some way. Yeah. Even if that accountability, even if like the thing you're struggling with isn't like bad, mm -hmm. like something that happened to you and it's something you're carrying to let somebody in and help carry it with you mm -hmm. is so helpful. Mm -hmm. Because it's I huge. think what you're doing is you're taking captive every thought. Yeah. Scripture says take captive every thought and, and give it back to Christ. Exactly. The first step is I'm. I've taken captive this thought. I've recognized 
I'm struggling with this sin. I'm struggling with pornography. I'm struggling with something that isn't a sin, but it's hard. I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with whatever. Yeah, with an abuse that happened to me or yeah, right. stuff like that. I'm, yes. Things that happened to you. I'm taking it captive and I'm saying, God, this thing happened. But then I'm also saying, hey, you save people in my life. This thing happened. Because we're like honestly not strong enough to handle it yeah. by ourselves. And that's and okay. Yeah. And we're designed to be in community. Like God designed us to be in community with others. Mm -hmm. And so that same thought goes towards everything. You're designed to share burdens. Right. And carry it with each other. Carry each other's burdens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes too, it's that speaking out loud that can make things go away. Like yeah. I think of your, what you said about um, just like the dating experience, like, if you're fantasizing about this person right. and you like planning this future with them, but you haven't even asked them out yet. Yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of concept to less of maybe a traumatic degree, but like, Hey, I just need to like tell this person, like, I just need to get it out into yeah. the light. Like no matter what happens with it, I need to take it captive and, and get rid of it yeah. because it's starting to possess me because more I, than God. Yeah. I can't carry it on my own. Like mm -hmm. whatever it's doing, like I just, I, I can't mm -hmm. anymore. It's destroying me <laughs> from the inside out. And I think what you said about what Rachel taught you about saying, like, in the name of Jesus, Satan. Oh, yeah. Back, back off. On. Yeah. That's another form of confession of yeah. taking it captive and saying, like, this thing is happening. Yeah. Satan, be gone. <laughs> yeah. This is a thing that's happening. This thing that Satan knows and is pushing me and pressuring me with and telling me that's not okay mm -hmm. to share or like, because, like, you know, I, I do that all. Like, everybody has this thought where they're, like sometimes it's hard to share because you just don't want to not because like you feel like this person isn't safe. Like there are things that I don't tell you because I, or, or, or like things I, like I don't pray about because I just don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to tell God about it, but I know that that's just the evil one telling me to push it down and not bring it to the light, mm -hmm. which is in those moments where I think it's the most important to share and confess mm -hmm. because those are when you're going to get the most healing possible because that because like the more pressure you feel that way is because satan knows that there's something really good in store for you if you share it so he's going to try everything in his power to keep you from sharing it mm -hmm. and so then once you do bring it to the light then good things are in store mm -hmm. healing can happen reconciliation reconciliation can happen yeah <clears throat> bonding yeah. can happen stuff like that yeah totally mm -hmm. it's that like that intimacy. Yeah. Satan also wants to keep you from relational intimacy yeah. because I think part of what we're talking around too is like, what are the lies that are keeping you from confession? Yeah. Which, like, uh, yeah, which is what I'm trying to say. Like one of those things I said is, well, this person won't think, will think poorly of me or like they won't see me the same. Like that's, that's yeah. one of the lies. Like that's a fear. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, there's no fear in love. It God, God is love. He's perfect love. He casts out fear. Yeah. So, you know, that one's dispelled. Okay. Why my biggest fear. Sorry. No, go, no, go ahead. Okay. My biggest one lie that I am told mm -hmm. is that I'll be a burden to whoever I'm telling, mm. which is a huge one for me. Cause I don't think what was, what was your first one? I already forgot it. I'm the, dumb. um, they'll think less than me. Yeah. They'll think less of me. I wrestle less with that one and more with like, I, I can trust this person and they won't think less of me, but I don't want to burden them with my issues, mm -hmm. which is something that I've had to learn over the years 
that like it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay to share vulnerabilities and stuff like that. For you, is it like <clears throat> I don't want to be a burden? As in, like, what are they gonna do about it? Or like, it'll bring them down. Yeah, like it'll bring them down. Like, because now they have to deal with their own issues on top of my own my issues that I'm now okay. projected onto them, mm-hmm. rather than. I'm letting this person carry this burden with me. Right. Cause then that would be the truth. Yeah. Cause that would be the truth where this person wants to carry it with Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Like if you were struggling with something, I would want you to, I would want to know so I can help you carry that. Mm -hmm. It's a, but like in my brain, I'm like, I can't share this because it'll just burden her. It'll make her more stressed or Mm -hmm. yada, 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 instead of she'll help me carry it and I'll grow and I'll heal. And right. Because we'll what scripture towards, would say is yeah. two are better than one. Exactly. When one falls down, the other can pick them up and carry them. Exactly. And that's why that, again, that emotional intuition. Because yeah. I would say for me, it's more of like one of my lies is I don't want to tell them because like, what are they going to do about it? Yeah. Like they're not, like, <laughs> they're not going to be able to solve this problem with me. Like I might as well just keep it to myself. Yeah. Which like. It's not going to do anything. That's a big one for me too. Yeah. I'm like, even if I did share it, like what are they going to do? It's just going to make things they're not actually gonna help yeah which is still a lie yeah because then we're withholding ourselves we're withholding um we're withholding at least the other person from just praying about it yeah even we're yeah something as simple as like hey i don't know how to help you but i'm gonna offer you twice as much prayer now because you're gonna be praying about it and now i'm gonna be praying about it right because in our minds for some reason we think that that's less powerful than like a tangible solution to yeah. us because we only think in the physical world but like prayer is super powerful yeah. and it matters so like for I think a perfect example is like my grandma isn't doing well yeah. well there's nothing my friends can do about that yeah. and like they can encourage me and like feel for me and say like man I'm so sorry and all those things but they can also pray for me and that yeah. has been powerful like that's I believe has bought us more time with her. It's allowed us to figure out some things. And so like it is, it is enough in itself to like, just say I'm struggling with this and see God bring people around you. Cause you, when you don't share it, you're limiting how much help you can get by just disqualifying yourself. Yeah. Or disqualifying others. Even. Yeah. Like there's this, it's almost a a pride. Yeah. There's a selfishness in it. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. So. All yeah. right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Okay. Okay. Let's identify a couple more like lies that keep you from confessing things. All right. So what do we have so far? We have um, they'll think less of me. It'll be a burden to them. Or um, what are they going to do about it? What are they going to do about it? All right. What do you got? You got one top of your head? Mm, the head? one is usually is oh, no. like, it doesn't it really matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like it's not that important. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Which like, feel like to Jesus, all of your thoughts are important. So I think like when I think of prayer, I'm like constantly spewing at him all the things I'm thinking about. <laughs> so like that's that part of confession. But even like um like when I have something on my mind okay. that I thought about at work or whatever, and I'm like, mm, should I tell Mike about this? It's not that important. 
But usually I just tell them about it anyway because I feel like it grows our emotional intimacy and like I can tell you things about my day and like how I felt about that and that keeps those relationships strong. So I think that's what you do with your friends anyway. Yeah, I agree with that because sometimes when you don't share, things get like, or where was I going with that? I had a good thought. Catch it. Catch it. It's right there. You can see it. It's yellow. It's flying towards me. It's a frisbee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what in the heck? I don't know. I was trying to give it a visual. Uh, what was it trying to say? Oh, yeah. Like, if you share things, like, there's some things where I do this all the time. My friend in high school, um, for example, this is a not very serious one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mumble. I have a tendency to mumble, especially when I'm, like, just, like, this. Like, I tell jokes to make myself giggle. So normally, like, I'll say it out loud and essentially I'll say it, like, if somebody hears me, cool. If not, like, I don't care. I'm just making myself giggle. <laughs> but my buddy would always hear me and he would get so mad because he's like, that's a really funny joke. But nobody else got to enjoy it but me and you because I would just mumble it and just say it to myself because I'm like, yeah, it's not that funny. Uh-huh. But he's like, dude, that's like super, that was hysterical. Like, why aren't you, like, say it out loud. Uh-huh. And so it's that same thing of like. There's some things that I don't think is super important or interesting, but I'll share it. And then that person just like hits and connects hard with them or they're like, that was really cool thought or that was a really interesting story or, you know, I never thought about that. I never thought about that way because I do that all the time where I like withhold as a nine. I tend to withhold my opinions and my thoughts to and just defer to what everybody else is doing. Mm hmm. Rather than sharing it, and people would be like, oh, that's a really good idea. And I'd be like, oh, because it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Because in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, nobody's going to bite it. It's whatever. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. So that's something I, I wrestle with, too. Yeah. Just on a, like, daily basis. <laughs> I'd be like, it's not I'm important like, enough. Yeah. I think that's another one, like. I'm pretty good with the flow. When it comes to conflict, too. Yeah. Like, if something's bothering you. Yeah. Like maybe if it's like once you don't need to like if every little it, thing yeah. be like, what? the? <laughs> <laughs> but like if it keeps like happening yeah. and it keeps bothering you, then I think it's the same as the dating example you gave of like, OK, clearly this matters enough to me to keep thinking about it. So I need to say something about it yeah. instead of like letting that form bitterness in your heart towards that person. Yeah, and somebody, they don't even know what happened. Yeah. Somebody told me a while ago. I don't know if you told me it or if I just heard it, but I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. It was like, some things don't need to be addressed. Like some things that like, if it bothered you that one time, like, like you can live without sharing it. Mm-hmm. But if you say it, it really bothers you. Or if somebody said something to you, it really bothered you. You're just like, whatever, push it off. But then you're thinking about it at night and then it comes back up the next day. Mm-hmm. At that point, you should probably address it because it's probably not going to go away. <laughs> right. Right. And it's our, it's doing enough damage in yeah. your mind. It, like it's living rent free in your mind and it's not. Yeah. It's not paying rent. That's we right. don't want no freeloading thoughts. That's right. Which I think is a really good transition into this conversation about safe people, because like those examples we gave of sharing are like examples of building emotional intimacy. And you don't want to trust someone with your emotional intimacy that's not trustworthy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, you don't want to just like spew all of your thoughts about your day to someone who is like a stranger or you don't care. <laughs> but like, you know, those oversharing people yeah. that are like, here's everything that happened to me today yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And it's also, like, hey, how's your day going? 
Oh my word. Let me tell, <laughs> Let me tell you. you. They're like, like, I just met you. <laughs> so anything else I can help you with? Welcome to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Been there. But yeah. And also when it comes to like just spewing those parts of your day and your thought process. Just I mean you can't share things with people you're not as close to. But like when it comes to Oh, sorry. There's an are you okay? Pray. We pray for you, person. Um, yeah. When it comes to things that are confessions of things that are traumatic or difficult. Sorry. <laughs> it's distracting me. Um, so, like, if you have experienced sexual abuse, which a lot of people have, and our some friends who are listening to this have experienced that. Yeah. Um, I can't speak to that from experience, thankfully, but I know it's a horrible, horrible thing that is difficult to share. And there's a lot of shame around that yeah. for yourself. There's a lot of fear around that. And it's like this awful thing happened to me. And like we all want to be known, which I think is really what it comes down to. So like we want to share. Yeah. But we're like, how do I share this and who do I share it with? And is it important enough to share? Which I think if something that awful happens to you, yes, you need to share it. Yes. Because like that's where healing comes. And also like you were saying earlier, like that's also where even like me, like if you shared your story of sexual abuse with me, I would have a better understanding of how to love my friends who have been sexually abused. Yeah. And like I'm not gonna learn that unless you share that with yeah. me. Um so yeah, how do you find safe people? Like I said, I think the first thing is you need to look at their character. Yeah. If there's someone who frequently tells secrets about other people to other people, that is not a safe person yeah. <laughs> to share with. <laughs> Unfortunately, you do have to look at track record. Yeah. Um, what's another one? If there's somebody who frequently puts you down yeah. and makes you feel unimportant. Or there's someone who makes it about themselves. Mm -hmm. There's always, I know people who always manage to spin the conversation to make it about mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. It's like, oh, you've been sexually abused. You don't know anything about what I've been through. Yeah. And like, just like I, they just like I, downplay by a dog last week. You're like, this is not the same. It's thing. not the same thing. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And then the conversation is just them talking about that. So those people aren't great mm -hmm. to share that with. Please love them. But <laughs> yeah. If it's somebody who always talks over you yep. when you're trying to share. If it's somebody who's not actively listening or wants the best for you. If it's someone who endorses unhelpful behavior, yeah. who if they say, I'm having a bad day, you're, they're just like, you know what? Let's just go get wasted <laughs> and like, let's like. Do a line, whatever. Like, let's just forget the whole thing. Do a line. Sheesh. I don't. I don't know what kind of friends you have. That's true. But <laughs> yeah, we pray for them. Yeah, but, but like, if yeah. someone is is offering a way of coping that isn't helpful, yeah. Like, if you've experienced something traumatic and the answer they're giving you is like, oh, let's just find a way to forget it. No, that's not helping you find healing because you want somebody who's going to help sit with you, grieve that, and like okay let's what's what's going to be the best way to find light in the yeah. situation or bring light in yeah. the situation or somebody's going to help point you towards 
or at least somebody because especially if you're going through something like sexual abuse mm-hmm. right like i am not equipped to help you with that i'm not a therapist or something like that mm-hmm. but i can one learn from your story mm-hmm. and i can help you find people who can help you and you can listen and i can listen mm-hmm. you know but i think what's important is to not especially if you're going through something serious like that is to also not just rely on friends but to actually seek like professional help mm-hmm. because they're going to be the best equipped to help you free yourself from the shackles of that mm-hmm. because that is especially sexual abuse or physical abuse or any type of abuse mm-hmm. like that's something that people project onto you and you carry that your entire life mm-hmm. and so you need to get with somebody who is actually going to help free you from that and empower you through it right because there's a lifetime of unlearning things from that experience and then rebuilding those healthy trust bonds after you've been hurt yeah and and, and i can't help you with that but we can love you along the way we can love you along the way and we can encourage you and we can check in on you and we can you know Mm -hmm. so like don't not don't discount your friends mm-hmm. or your loved ones and your trusted safe people. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, I would want to know if one of my friends was going through that. One of my close friends is going through that. Cause mm-hmm. I would want to walk through that with them. Right. You know, and check in on them and be like, Hey, like how's counseling going or mm-hmm. how are you feeling today? Is it heavy today? Is it light today? Is it like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I would want to do. And I know that my friends would want to do that for me. And so, yeah. And people might say unhelpful things to you. That's true. And have grace for them and teach them. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it because it goes both ways a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you have to. I always think of like the African proverb that's like, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes but a village. I don't know why we limit it to children because I'm like, I feel like it takes a village to raise any adult <laughs> in any period of time, also. I still need a village. Yeah. People teaching me and molding me to become absolutely (laughs) so like and i think in all areas to have a healthy life i mean you need like we've talked about mentoring you need people who are mentoring you and you need people you're mentoring and then you need all different facets too like professionally spiritually Mm -hmm. relationally and then you need people who are your friends your buddies your peers your your safe people you're also Mm -hmm. talking to if you're lucky enough to have healthy great parents talking to them. Uh, if you have a healthy family, talking to them, having that village around you too. And then also saying, I'm also going to get help from a counselor, my doctor. Like it's about that, um, that army around you yeah. that's fighting for you and praying for you. And don't discredit the power that. of prayer. Yeah. And don't let yourself become prideful enough that you think you don't need other people around you yeah, or fearful enough that you think they want that people will leave yeah. that everyone will leave. Some people will, Some I people mean, will. you're going to get hurt in yeah. the process. We all will. But yeah. Like, yeah. And that's a life thing too. Like people are going to leave people are, and that's, that's not a bad thing all the time mm-hmm. because there's some people that need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there are some people that are in your life that God is just waiting for an opportunity to get them out of your life. Mm-hmm. And 
And sometimes you're just at a different place than what God is teaching you. And so they're yeah. not really a part of your life. Yeah. Which isn't nothing bad may have happened, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, a recommendation for a book, if you're looking for how to love and connect with safe people is it's called safe people by Dr. Cloud and Townsend who are authors that I really appreciate because I think they speak a lot of truth from a Christian perspective, but they also teach a lot of truth from just like a straight up psychological perspective because they are doctors of psychology. So um, there's also a workbook out for that book to help you doodle your thoughts through. mm -hmm. And so that also might be a useful resource if you use the book. Yeah. And it's not a new book. So it's not like freaking crazy expensive or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it is, I think it's a, a helpful tool and I've appreciated them and other books they've written too. So yeah, it's a really tough thing. (laughs) Just like many of life's tough things. It's just, you know, those things really hurt and they get, it can feel like it almost gets worse before it gets better. Yeah. But it's that, that growing in intimacy, that growing in bondage and, in love that is yeah. God's design for humanity. Yeah. And sin screws it up and yeah. it's stupid and, and it's an frustrating. Up, it's but... an uphill battle the entire way. Mm-hmm. Until and we're part of there. the problem. And we're part of the problem. And so. I have a, a quote that I wanted to end with and I need to look it up really quick so I don't butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was just saying. What was I just saying? I don't know, honey. What were you saying? I don't know. I'm so forgetful. However, but yeah, so just at the same time, like let people in. Don't don't let this is what I was trying to say. Like when sin creeps in, you let sin like Satan's going to try to keep it, keep it down, keep it there, keep it, keep it in the darkness. And so don't let him keep it in the darkness. You got to bring it to the light. And every time you do it, it's going to get harder and harder. But every time you do it, it's going to get your life is going to get better and better. Mm -hmm. Healing is going to become more and more abundant. Mm hmm. But it's just, it's going to be an uphill battle because Satan wants to keep that from happening. Mm-hmm. He wants to keep you from being more like Christ, to keep you from being holy or being healed because mm-hmm. he likes and thrives on madness and frustration chaos. and anger and chaos. It's where he likes it. He likes it. He, and he's subtle too. Mm-hmm. He's subtle. He loves the subtlety of silence. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful weapon. But I think if you're seeking out those people with good character that you can trust that have been proven trustworthy, yeah. you're going to see more of the love and goodness of God than you are the destruction and chaos, even as hard as Satan fights to keep you in that hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite quotes from C.S. Lewis that I think about all the time. Hit us with it. All right. This is from The Four Loves, which is an amazing book. Everything C.S. Lewis writes is really dense, so it takes a while to read. But... He says, there is no safe investment. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. The alternative to tragedy, or at least to the risk of tragedy, is damnation. 
the only place outside of heaven where you can be perfectly safe from all the dangers and perturbations of love is hell. Wow. That's one of my favorite quotes. And um, in scripture, um, God speaks to us about how he wants to take our heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh. And I think that's one of the hardest things about confession. And because you're experiencing that transformation of like how C.S. Lewis says, wanting to keep your love safe and unbroken by burying it in a box so you don't get hurt. But by burying it in a box, you just fall deeper and deeper into this abyss. And when you take it out and you let that heart of stone become a heart of flesh, then like God can do some really amazing things in your life. And yeah, like C.S. Lewis says, it's going to get hurt and broken, but God's going to bring an even more powerful redemption and healing that is worth it. You know? I do. Yeah. Anything else you want to share quick? I think I'm good. Okay. That's just some thoughts on confession and safe people. All right. What's going up next? I'm not sure yet. You're not sure yet? I mean, I have an idea, but I got to lock some things down. All right. Sounds good. It's we a will... secret. It's a secret. <laughs> you won't know till next Monday. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next time. Bye. I love Bye. you guys. Bye. Bye.